Hey folks, Andy Jukes here with the audio version of our recent live video podcast about the all-new BMW Motorrad Definition CEO4, the near-series e-scooter that was unveiled at the group's next-gen 2020 digital event that kicked off on the 11th of November. And judging by the thousands of you that watched the live stream, there's a real interest in e-mobility and the possibilities it offers. Plug to life is the catchphrase that's being used within BMW Motorrad to describe how the Definition CEO4 takes two-wheel electric mobility in metropolitan areas to new levels, both technically and visually. The innovations don't stop at the e-scooter though, as intelligent rider gear now offers features such as integrated LED lights in the sleeves and hood that can be switched on and changed in colour to ensure greater visibility in traffic, and to ensure that the rider is always fully charged up. The inside pocket of the jacket has an inductive charging field for the smartphone. All the tech, the connectivity and the overall experience is designed to be seamlessly integrated into the rider's life, or digital life I should say. So thanks for joining us for this podcast as we take a journey into this new world, this silent revolution. Well, greetings all. Welcome back to Ride and Talk. As you may be aware, Next Gen 2020 opened its virtual doors earlier today. And this all-digital event platform has already been granting some pretty extraordinary insights into the BMW Group's technologies, products, and collaborations. Earlier this morning, you may have seen the world premiere of the BMW Motorrad Definition CEO4, the e-scooter that is both a means of transport and communication for the urban commuter. Don't worry if you missed it, though, because we're covering a whole lot more in this live podcast. So ask us anything you want to know, because I'll soon have the experts with me, virtually at least. So just post your questions in the comments as usual. From what I've seen, the Definition CEO4 clearly breaks with the look and tradition of scooters as we know them and sets out to redefine the segment by literally being plugged into the rider's daily life. Then let's take a much closer look together with two very special studio guests, BMW Motorrad's Head of Marketing and Product Management, Dr. Ralph Rodepater, and Head of BMW Motorrad Design, Edgar Heinrich. Thanks for joining us, guys. Great to see you in the studio. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Good to see you again. Yeah, well, let's start right at the beginning with you, Ralph. What exactly yeah. does the definition CEO4 name mean then? Definition, we choose the word definition because it's much more than a concept. Uh, perhaps you remember in 2017, we showed the concept link at the Villa d'Este, and now we are much closer to serial production. So that is a reason, but it is not yet a serial bike, but it is much closer there. So that is the reason why we call it definition. The CEO4, C stands for our scooters, our urban mobilities. Uh, e, of course, for electric, and the O4 gives a hint of the size of the bike. So there is room above uh, the 4, and of course there's also room below the 4 to give an insight what is coming uh, also in the future or having room in our namings for future products to come. Absolutely well explained. There's more to come. I like the sound of that, Ralph. So some manufacturers, they're still trying to break into the e-bike segment. But BMW Motorrad has been pursuing its electromobility strategy for over a decade already, so it's an important journey to make, isn't it? Absolutely. We started, I think it was in 2011, when we showed the first concept of the Sea Evolution. Uh, then in 2012 in uh, London, uh, we had the, uh, the next um, concept bike. And in 2014, we brought up the Sea Evolution as a serial bike, a serial scooter. And we've been the first um, manufacturer coming up with a serial electric scooter. Um, 
Last year we showed the uh, DC Roadster. I think it's exactly a year ago that we that we showed that bike to give a hint how a motorcycle, an electric motorcycle, could look like under the brand uh, BMW Motorrad. And of course. There's more to come. We have defined our strategy for electrified engines for the future, and there will now the next step is the CE04. I absolutely loved the DC Roadster. That was cool. But now we have the cool one here, and even closer to the serial production. And I think. That is changing a little bit our way of looking on urban mobility because it's not only a device to travel, it is also a device that connects you or plugs into your daily life. Um, probably you have seen the beautiful 10-inch um, TFT display with all the possibility to connect your not only your phone and your helmet but also your rider gear as we've seen it in the film before. Um, gives you the possibility to take phone calls, to play your favorite music lists, uh, to uh, get into the settings of the of the scooter itself, and all these things. So it is plugged into your life, into your daily life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and connectivity, as you mentioned there, it's what it's all about. And I think that was the thing with the DC Roadster. It was shown a year ago, like you say, when we were all together. We can't all be together now, but for sure we will be again. You know, not too long to wait. Hopefully now. I was first sold on ePower when I tested the CE Evolution prototype back in 2012 in London. Of course, it seemed way ahead of its time back then. But this definition scooter is something really special, isn't it? I mean, it's a completely pioneering approach to urban two-wheeled mobility. Absolutely. In, in a minute, Eddie will talk about the design of the bike. But it, to, to say that from my perspective, from the marketing or, or product management perspective, we choose a real purpose-built scooter. Um, so that is purpose-built for electric mobility. It is not looking like an average scooter. It has a totally different proportions, and I'm sure that uh, Eddie can explain that much, much better than, than I could ever. Um, but the important thing is that it is seamless integrated into your daily life. As I said before, uh, connecting you, your phone, your rider gear, your helmet, um, giving you the possibility to ride through the city and do whatever you are doing with your with your phone, with your helmet, with your rider gear. I think that is very important for this scooter and that gives you really the feeling that it's a device for your daily life in a bigger city. Yeah, as you say, Ralph, it's seamlessly integrated into a modern urban lifestyle. And yeah, it's good that you touched on all those things with the TFT display and connecting your smartphone, your rider gear and your helmet. It's, it's all very exciting. And of course, When it comes to e-powered two-wheelers, I remember the first Concept E in 2011 and then the C-Evolution that followed, we've mentioned. We saw the Concept Link, I think it was 2017, you said it was unveiled. And then, of course, that Vision DC Roadster that everybody seemed to like. That was the next e-bike to break cover last year. But this this one, this CE04, it's so much more than a concept bike, isn't it? I mean, it's the BMW Group's sustainability strategy in action on two wheels. Absolutely. I think everybody knows that not only the cars are going uh, electric in the future, um, also the two-wheelers will, will do that. Um, and as said before, we have a clear strategy how we want to... Um, want to build up our electrified uh, bikes in the future, even if it will take a while until we see a GS that you're able to travel around the world on an electric engine. Um, so we choose first uh, going to urban mobility because there the technique is really absolutely possible to, to serve you um, 
with this with this scooter in your daily life for commuting, um, saving time by splitting lanes, doing phone calls, all this all this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Electric GS, that's a whole uh, different discussion now. We're going to stick on this one for now. But motorcycle riders, they are still very much a niche market compared to car drivers. But everyone who can ride a twist and go, and, and let's face it, it's not difficult. They're surely a potential customer. So who exactly are you targeting with this definition e-bike, Ralph? I think this is clearly a lifestyle device. Uh, we focus very much on this person living in a bigger city, in a metropolitan area. Um, the focus is definitely for these people, not a zero, zero emission, um, but that is more a matter of course for these people. Um, it is more this focusing on, this is integrated into my life and that fits to my urban, urban mobility needs combined with all the needs that I have in terms of connectivity. Yeah, yeah, like you say, sort of early adopters are going to be very much into something like this. And of course, more and more of us are moving to the city. And that's where the work is, after all. And we're living in an increasingly connected world, as you both said earlier. So how do you see this powered two-wheeler? Do you see it as a really, a very real potential solution for responsible, emission-free urban mobility? Definitely. We want to be a part of the solution. Um, I think public transport is losing um, attractiveness, not only but also because of Corona. Um, and here you have the possibility to be very agile in your commuting needs um, through the city. Um, and yeah, of course, in some countries you're allowed to split the lanes and, and be much faster in the city, um, but being also quite safe in there and being connected at the same time to the rest of the world. Yeah, and about having loads and loads of fun as well, of course, which is one of the real benefits of this that perhaps people don't realize. But final question just for the minute, Ralph. You say that the definition CEO for is a near-series production concept, but just how long might we have to wait before the real deal arrives in dealerships? As you said, it is big fun to write. We are not focusing so much on, on rational reasons. Um, being that fast in the, in the city, um, being the first one on the traffic light, uh, having this enormous talk uh, of an electric engine, it's big fun to ride. But I have to say, it is a little time until we will have that in our dealer rooms, uh, in our, uh, at our dealers, um, but it is very soon. So only a couple of months to wait uh, for the serial uh, scooter that will of course show to you all then here same place fantastic not long indeed that's brilliant thanks so far ralph please stay with us and let's now bring you into the discussion edgar and talk about design because often when you see the series production version of an earlier concept bike unveiled they end up looking quite different because of well because of the many restraints of homologation i guess but this definition CEO4, it's very close to the radical design that we saw in the concept link three and a half years ago, I believe. So how did your team manage that? Uh, yeah, you're right, uh, Andy. I mean, in 2017, when we had the concept link, uh, this bike is very near to the concept, right? And I have to say, uh, I'm very proud. The teams, the designers, the engineers, they really achieved and they did a tremendous job. Because, uh, as you can imagine, this, and as you say, this is not easy. Usually there is a bit of, you know, in the concept you can tweak and you can trick a little bit. But here, 
uh, you cannot actually. So, and everything, especially since the architecture and all the package is completely new, it's completely different from what we know. That was a very, very hard, uh, tough job. And uh, I'm, again, I'm really proud. Many components yeah. had to be reconsidered, had to be really thought new from the, from the bottom. And yeah, that's a big achievement, I think. Yeah, it, it certainly is, and it looks fantastic from a distance. I just wish I could, yeah, reach out and touch it. But clearly, it's packed with innovation and technology. But I'm interested to know what the starting point was with the design process. I mean, where do you start? Do you start at the bottom? Do you start at the top, or or maybe even somewhere else? Uh, I would, I would, let's say that there's two different points. First of all, when we talk about the technical approach, the the the, the architecture, the components. We started actually from a blank sheet of paper, yeah? Uh, and you can see this is, it breaks completely with all the rules we know from, from mid-size, from big scooters. We, they usually have this typical sport bike language, and we wanted to get completely rid of this. So, first of all, we said that the package has to be completely new. Uh, it starts with a battery at the bottom of the bike, which gives a very good uh, center of gravity, very low center of gravity. That means that incorporates easy handling, very good maneuverability, which is important for urban traffic, obviously. And then, uh, on the other hand, you, you arrange all the new components. That gives you freedom for where you put the, the luggage compartment, how you treat with the seat, with ergonomics, and all this kind of other stuff. But this is the one side of the medal, I would say. The other side of the medal is we really wanted to have a, a completely new approach on, on also on the mental, uh, the mental approach. Because I think, in my perception, these kind of scooters are usually utility vehicles. And utility vehicles are usually utility first, and then you take all this, what I just said, this sporty formal language, and this is why these scooters look like that. But they are not usually perceived as the really cool stuff, you know, like daiki bikes or something like that. So this is why we really said emotion has to, play a big, has to play a big role on this bike. You want to feel cool and you want to feel contemporary in an urban environment. Uh, and it has to make a statement for the rider. If you ride this through Munich, I make a statement. This is something different. And that was very, very important from the beginning on. So... The architecture is one thing, but the mental approach is also another thing. And we had complete freedom on this side here. Yeah, visually, it's certainly amazing to look at. And I mean, like many innovative designs, it could well polarize opinion. I remember many design chats in the past. I remember somebody saying to me, if you bring something out and people are comfortable with it straight away, then, you know, within a couple of years, they're just going to find that completely boring. So I guess that's another way of saying design really should always serve to challenge convention, shouldn't it? I, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's okay for me. If somebody says, I mean, I don't like it, or you like it or you don't like it, that's okay. I mean, I rather, I rather uh, like the idea that people love it or they hate it. Uh, it's better than being indifferent, you know. Okay, a new scooter, another scooter. I mean, it's, again, it's, it's a statement. It should not be a Me Too product. This is what we said from the beginning on. Another thing, maybe also interesting, many components, as I mentioned, are reconsidered, uh, and especially reconsidered for urban traffic, for short-range traffic. I mean, we know people in the urban environment, they do very short distances usually. 
And the range of this scooter is way beyond that range, so that's fine. On the other hand, that means also you, you have, there is no use of a, having a 120 millimeter foam thickness when you only do five kilometers and you put down your feet anyway at every traffic light. So you can have a very different seat here, as you see, but that opens up many opportunities in, in ergonomics. I mean, this seat is way more better fitting all the small and big guys uh, than uh, a usually stepped seat. Or you can have a, a very light looking thing by this kind of floating seat, what we see here. You have a, a way to arrange the, rearrange the, the luggage compartment like this here in the, in the middle of under the seat bank here, for example. Um, so again, this new architecture opens up many opportunities also. Yeah, certainly does in so many different ways of, of looking at design and so many different functions. It, it really is fascinating. And of course, you know, this CEO4, it is both a means of transport, but it's also a means of communication for the urban commuter. That we understand, but this concept I understand now also extends to the rider's gear. So how and where have you managed to integrate this functionality? Uh, again, starting from this blank sheet of paper, uh, we said we are a manufacturer of vehicles, but we are also a manufacturer of rider gear. So it's very, uh, let's say, it's very uh, obvious that we could combine this because we can make the vehicle talk to the rider gear. Uh, and that opens up a big opportunity, a big bag of opportunities for the rider gear, obviously. So you can talk now for safety, for example, by uh, having some illuminated jacket, for example, that we see on the, on the, on the model. Or you could, you could uh, even enhance uh, comfort, for example. Uh, you could, can make uh, connectivity with the vehicle and with the mobile, for example. All this is, is, uh, is very thrilling ideas. And I think there is lots of opportunities in the future also. Of course, all the mandatory functions are anyway integrated in the vehicle because you have to be able to ride the bike even, let's say, in a T-shirt. Yeah, good point, Adam. With, without, without jacket, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, back to the uh, bike, great design. It also needs to function, of course. So can you tell us how you've managed to combine design innovation with real-world performance and handling characteristics? Because that's what we're all looking for as riders, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, the functionality, obviously the functionality is given. And, and Ralph, I mean, he pointed out lots of, that is all these kind of things we can do, and this is range and speed and weight and all these kind of he things. Very important. He's very much in functions, you know. <laughs> 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 I mean, from the beginning, uh, this emotional approach was very important to us. And um, as per definition, what I like to say, beauty without function is, is art which is nice, but uh, I mean, we, all, we are all engineers also apart, you know, these bike designers, they know their business and they're very much into the details. They're part of nerds also, yeah? Uh, so, but what, what I want to say is, and I pointed it out at the beginning, I think these scooters are, scooters usually have this, this uh, rational uh, utility approach. And we wanted to go a little bit away from this. We wanted to put the emotion also in, in the scooter. And this is why it also has a very different formal language. 
it's it's not this it's not using this typical sporty bike approach like all these dropping lines you know and this aggressive styling and stuff this is more like uh, i would say clean simple easy surfaces like what we what we see in architecture what we see in urban environment but then again with these sharp lines for example it's it also uh, adds the, the 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 crispness and the the, the, the defined uh, uh, qualities and the defined lines so this approach, I think, is very important. Yes, we want to have it practical, and it should work with all the functions, but also the, the, the emotional approach was very important to us. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, connectivity. I forgot about this, but Ralph said already. I mean, it's going to bring a lot of new people into the brand. I'm absolutely sure about that. I just hope they really appreciate the thought process that's gone into that, and because it, it really does look fantastic, but it functions as well. But in reality... A lot of city commuters, they just want practical, user-friendly behavior and maybe no range anxiety from a powered two-wheeler, certainly an e-powered two-wheeler. So can you explain how you've managed to factor in the ergonomic efficiency and the comfort and the connectivity, as you mentioned, with the design of the new definition CEO4? Yeah, coming back to the, I mean, there's all these connectivity features in what part of these we know from the car side, of course. Uh, again, also from the beginning, we said, for this urban approach, the, the people, these people are used to have their digital life. They, they have it anyway. It's all on the cell phone. And, and if you want to go from A to B, you do not want to interrupt your digital life just because you have to go, you have to move somewhere. Uh, this is a no-go. So uh, this device is kind of, like we say, plugged to life. This is what we said it integrates you seamlessly in your digital life anyway. So if you hop on this bike, you have everything on here, your connectivity. Uh, I also said you could extend this even to even more comfort with your, with your rider gear, for example, connect it to your helmet, for example, or uh, charge your, uh, charge your uh, device in the jacket. Uh, or uh, yeah, that is, this is for the moment and there is lots of ideas which which can extend this approach. Yeah, plug to life. I really like that one. Thanks, Edgar. Well, let's open up the discussion to our community and see what they've been posting. Let's see if we've got a few more questions and find out what, what the community wants to know about the CEO for specifically. So can we have the first question on the screen, please, guys? <laughs> All right, somebody who's planning on going far, maybe not city commuting, but they want to know what the potential riding range of something like this could be. So the range is not totally fixed yet, but it will be around 120 to 130 kilometers, where we said for a daily commuting, that is more than enough. Most of the people are commuting only a couple of kilometers every day and they can charge uh, again in the evening when they are home. So 120 kilometers is a very good range for an electric scooter, even with a with the weight not too high, so leaving the agility um, and the possibility to be fast in the city also. Yeah, that makes sense. If you're commuting more than 120 kilometers, that's a long, long way. You maybe need to move house. Okay. Will the Roadster ever be a full production bike? I presume you're talking about the Division DC Roadster, so uh, I'm not sure who wants to answer that one. 
it won't go away. <laughs> yeah, the difficult, the difficult question he leaves to me, you know, this is a... That's not true. <laughs> I mean, uh, I personally, I mean, I'm a total fan of the DC Roadster, and I really want to see it to life. Um, as of now, uh, as Ralph already pointed out, I mean, we see electric mobility first in urban environment. And this makes the most sense due to range and due to acceleration, deceleration on all these, these use cases. Uh, nevertheless, uh, of course, we, we think about uh, developing also uh, real bikes with batteries. But this is also always a trade-off with weight and the, and the battery range, obviously. So, like Rolf mentioned, 130 kilometers here. This is uh, definitely enough or sufficient for uh, urban commuting. It will definitely not be sufficient for a GS, for example. And this is something uh, we, we really are considering. But yes, we are working on it. But uh, I'm not allowed to say any committed <laughs> dates. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Trade secrets, they're always there. One thing's for sure, though, it's a massively, I guess it always is, it's a massively exciting time to be involved in motorcycling. So, okay, this, this ain't going to go away, is it? Next, an electric GS and RT. You've kind of answered that question already, but the bottom line is, look, we've spiked an interest in um, e-mobility for sure, whether it be from the urban side, whether it be across the range. So people are sitting up and taking note. That's that's the most important question, I think. I mean, may, maybe a just quick one. Uh, sorry to, I mean, uh, talking out of the box, but uh, I mean, you want to hear this. I mean, we did a test ride on electric RT and everything was, all the panniers was packed with batteries and you don't want to ride this. I mean, I'm, not right yet, now, but... not in the moment. But of course, the electric uh, engines will, won't go away. So one day we'll have all that and we'll be able to travel around the world uh, on a GS, on an electric GS. And, and we are working heavily on that and that will come. So the next step definitely is here, the CEO 04. And then coming out of the urban mobility with lower ranges, we are developing into the direction of having also motorcycles. And then the next step is really the touring bikes also. We, seriously, we really think that uh, combustion engines on the two-wheeler bike will, will definitely stay for longer, as we see it now. Unless homologation is not doing any interrupted thing, but this is the state right now. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's, again, it's exciting and these things are coming. So, all right. A, not a technical question, but a, a very good question from Sebastian. He just wants to know whether the battery can be removable for charging at home. I guess he's probably an e-bike rider where you get these batteries that fit inside the down tubes of, of uh, bikes and they can just literally be popped out at the press of a button and uh, put in your backpack if you're going or charge at home. These battery cells in this thing are big, aren't they, Edgar? They, I mean, they, they, there's a lot of power that goes into these bikes, so you can't just take them out, can you? No, you can't. But, of course, you can directly charge it um, um, on, the, on the bike, and you have also the, the charging cable um, and the, the possibility to put that into the storage compartment here where we have now the helmet in, but, of course, there's also space for the, uh, for the cable in there. So no need to carry this quite heavy battery uh, into your house or in your, into your apartment in the fifth floor or something. It is quite a heavy one. So that stays in the bike. 
yeah and i guess you know as as the uptake goes there's just going to be loads and loads more charging stations everywhere in workplaces and public places and at homes as well so you don't need to really worry about things like that okay uh question from umut nice concept bmw motorrad when will it be available in the german market someone wants to put an order in already <laughs> Highly welcome. You can already order if you want to. Just drop me an email. Um, but please uh, understand that at the moment we can't give a, a concrete date where the bike will be at the dealer. But it is not too long, believe us. Okay, next question. Oh, this is one about the uh, uh, rider clothing, the rider gear that we saw in the pictures earlier. The parka we see in the pictures is white and contains electrical components. So how would you be able to clean it or even wash it? That's a very practical question from Celine. Over to you guys. Actually, yes. Uh, you can take out the charging device. Uh, I mean, how do you call it? This, this power bank. Power bank, yeah. And then you can put it in the washing machine. No problem. The, the light will work in, after washing. Not during washing, but after washing. <laughs> Maybe during washing. Yeah, <laughs> you put off the, the power bank. <laughs> but yeah, it's washable. That is uh, yeah. clearly, of course, we don't offer clothes that you can't wash. Um, how does the phone charging capability work in the jacket pocket? Um, that is charged by a power bank that is integrated into the jacket so that it's, uh, it's not in a, in a pocket or something. It is really integrated into, into the jacket and that charges your... Uh, your phone. Inductive charging. Inductive charging, right, okay. No more excuses for saying, sorry I didn't call you, uh, my phone was out of charge then. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the next question please. This is from Felix. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for the rider's clothing to light up to increase visibility. That's a good move, but is it powered by the bank or internally? It is the rider's clothing, that the illumination, is that also powered by the power bank? Yes, it is. And as you probably know, uh, the LED lights do not need very much energy. So a quite small power bank can charge your phone and light your jacket quite for, I don't know, a couple of hours without any problem. Wow. It's, it just surprises me sometimes when we see some of these great innovations that they, they weren't thought of and done and put into production a long time ago because it just makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Any more questions coming in? Oh, here's another. Okay. So many BMWs, awesome new bikes this year, and I love all of them. I might have gone bankrupt buying all your bikes, Mr. Heinrich. Please take some holidays. All right, that's not a question. That's Andy, thank you. Thank you, Andy. Bye. Thanks a lot. Uh, you take over. He will take that serious and go, to, go on holiday now. Um, but thanks for, for mentioning that. Uh, I think we've shown a couple of cool bikes uh, in the last weeks and now um, one of the pinnacles is also the, the scooter, the all-electric um, definition CEO4 and we are really very proud of having now such a wide range not only on combustion engines but also getting back on the electric uh, and powered uh, two-wheelers. There's been so many product launches. I think to be sort of sitting here every few days or so and, and we're launching another bike and I, it doesn't even end there. So, you know, despite everything that's happening in the world, the, the new bikes are coming thick and fast. So I think you're both in need of a holiday for sure, but it's not over. <laughs> we love our job so much. We don't need any holidays. I go on holiday now. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant. I think that's all we've got time for today. So listen, there you have it. I mean, now that we know what the near future of emission-free urban track mobility looks like, it, it certainly does make you wonder what bikes we could be riding in just 
five, 10, 15 years from now. So I guess that's what the next gen event is all about, I guess. So if you've not gone yet, do go and have a look at that platform because it'll open your mind to e-mobility, that's for sure. So that's it for today, folks. Thanks to Ralph and Edgar for the unique insights. We hope you've enjoyed our deep dive into the definition CEO for. And remember those letters and numbers because they will surely be popping up again before you know it. As usual, loads more info is available on social media. You know where to find it. And well, it's farewell from me and farewell from them. So take care and stay safe out there, please. Bye for now. Thank you.